is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In today's episode, I sit down with Tyler Bramlett, but his friends call him the Garage Warrior. Tyler's an exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle coach that has spent the last decade teaching people how to look, feel, and perform their best. In 2003, Tyler was 40 pounds overweight and stuck in the typical rut of going to the commercial gym, reading the fitness magazines, taking the health supplements from the popular bodybuilding sites, and seeing very little in the way of actual results. Then one day, he was hit by an SUV while riding his bicycle home from work, a dislocated kneecap, cracked femur, shredded meniscus, and six months of physical therapy later, Tyler attempted to return to the gym, but found that all of the normal exercises and routines he had done in the past that hadn't worked were making his body hurt. And worse yet, they were not helping him get rid of that excess body fat. After a period of intense research, self-reflection, and study, Tyler identified something that he refers to as progression calls this the common thread in all effective training programs, and he explains how it works in today's episode. This realization and a decade of testing and tweaking culminated in the system that Tyler calls his progressive movement technology, which he now uses to transform lives around the world. In today's episode, we talk about some of the basic necessities that many of us neglect, such as water, sunshine, the best ways to get them, specific steps to becoming whatever you want to be in life, and the one daily workout that Tyler could not live without. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Tyler Bramlett. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. So Tyler, welcome to the show. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Can you start out by giving us a little bit of your background, how you got into health and fitness and, and your story? Yeah, I mean, I was a pretty unhealthy kid. I kind of joke around, but it's kind of partially true, too, that I grew up in a family where like diet soda was a health food, right? And, uh, you know, just I watched my parents really struggle with their weight and, and go up and down over and over again. And as I grew older, I started to struggle with my weight, my self-image as well, too. And it was just because I there was no proper education on like what to eat and there wasn't really any good examples about you know what to do for exercise and so on and so forth and I remember reading a Tony Robbins book when I was about 16 years old and like this whole thing hit me super hard it was like I have the ability to choose who I want to become right and that was like a game changer for me because before that I was really questioning like you know like you just kind of go through life and this is what most people do they go through life and they just kind of float around and they bounce off things and they end up somewhere they never planned to go. And that was the first time in my life I was like, wait, hold on a second. Like, I want to be strong and fit and wealthy and I want to have an amazing wife and I want to have an awesome family. And, you know, like, I want to have like all these things. And I'm like, okay, well, what steps do you need to take to get there? And that's when I really started getting introspective with regard to like my health, with regard to the way I was, um, I was treating my education, like every single aspect of it. So I kind of just dove in both feet first and made all the mistakes that everybody makes. But I'm like, 
you can ask my wife, I'm an extremist, right? So I'm, I'm either like all in or I don't care about something. And so when I went all in on health, it was just like all in. All right. Okay. What's the deal? Okay. If you eat fat, you get fat. Great. I'm just going on a no fat diet. Right. And then of course what happened is I started having night sweats and blood in my stools and like, why is this not working? Right. So, okay. I'm going to go more of the bodybuilder style. It's still low fat, but we're doing tons of protein and healthy fats. Okay. Got a little bit better. And then over time it went to vegetarian and I was a vegan for a while. And now I've kind of just settled around on like a mostly paleo-ish diet. And I hate that word paleo. I just like to eat real food that's easy for me to digest. And I think everybody needs to realize that they're, um, you know, everybody has different tolerances, right? Like there's certain things that I can eat that you probably can't. There's certain things that you can eat that I probably can't. And it doesn't mean that you have to be paleo or not paleo or vegan or whatever. It's just listen to your damn body. That's the big thing at the end of the day. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I guess that's some snapshot of my journey was just really growing up unhealthy, making a lot of mistakes, and then finally settling in on, you know, understanding what to do with regard to, uh, you know, physical training with what to do with regard to nutrition, with what to do with regard to my education and so on and so forth. That's awesome. What Tony, Tony, Tony Robbins book was it? Unlimited power. Unlimited yeah. Power. I think I could, I'm, yeah, it's on my shelf right over there. Yeah, unlimited power, man. Great book. And Tony Robbins is just a very motivational figure. I mean, I think motivation is kind of a misnomer a little bit because motivation is one of those things where you have to have it all the time. Otherwise, you lose it, right? Like, it's really challenging to stay self-motivated. I've met very few people when I was training people one-on-one that are intrinsically motivated. And there's so much more people that need help with that extrinsic motiv- motivation, right? So I think it's a good thing I read that book. But the big thing that really changed me was I read like a thousand more books, you know what I mean? And it was all different aspects and each one motivated me to try different things. And along the way, like what I tell people is like, you have to try a little bit of everything to figure out what is right for you. You know, like I hate dogma. I hate dogmatic approaches nowadays too, especially like I have my own approach to stuff and it's usually pretty flexible. It's usually pretty, if this, then this, which allows for some degree of customization. And a lot of people out there just are like, Paleo diet, this diet, low carb, high carb, whatever it is. And I'm just like, God damn it. You have to, you have to customize stuff, you know, and you have to learn how to do it for yourself, which is why I encourage people like always go out, try new things, always go out, try new programs, try new diets. And eventually you'll come up, you come to a point where you've tried enough stuff that you're like, this is what's right for me. Right. Yep. It's kind of funny. Like I, I was a big Tony, Tony Robbins junkie myself. And I had, <laughs> I had all the personal powers. Actually, someone broke into my Jeep, like, Three or four years ago, and stole my Tony Robbins CDs out of the back. <laughs> You're so, like, no. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we change some thieves' life. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and it's it's pretty crazy. Like when you dive into a subject like health or nutrition, you read twenty books and you start getting almost more confused. You're like, there's so much to learn. Every there's like there's so many nuances. But then when you read a thousand books, you're like, pretty simple. Yeah, there's a lot of key uh, things that matter. That. I've read so many books on on diet and so many on exercise. And honestly, the big thing that really helped me the most was, and I feel really blessed about this because, you know, I'm like an online exercise guy, right? And I feel super blessed because I had a boot camp program. I have personally like worked with over a thousand people like face to face, working on their form, tweaking their form based on their individual body. I've worked with hundreds of people on their nutrition. Then I had a series of private clients where I'm working with people like face to face, you know, three, four days a week, every week for like years on end. And that was where I really understood uh, how to customize things for people. And most people just need to learn how to customize it for themselves and don't have to worry about other stuff. But man, when you get like thousands and thousands of hours of 
like a 60-year-old woman and a 15-year-old boy and a 13-year-old girl and a 90-year-old man. And like just every time somebody comes to you with a new challenge, it's like, okay, I got to learn how to make this work for that person. Because everybody needs to move, right? Like we're talking about exercise. Everybody needs to squat and hip hinge and push and pull and stabilize with their core. Like those are all fundamental movements. But every single one of those is different for each person depending on their injuries, their posture, their coordination, their flexibility, all this different stuff, you know. So I think that customization is the key, man. You got, and and just, just work, man. Just putting in the time, right? Putting in the time to figure out what really works for you is, is a big thing. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on two challenges that I find to be recurring quite frequently and, and sure. especially how you deal with them remotely when you're working sure. with someone um, because it's it's difficult to train people in the exercise space when you can't be there. One, how do you make sure someone's working hard enough and bringing the intensity oh, in their workouts because that plays a huge role in results and ultimately what they get out of your programs. Yeah, okay, this is great. I, I'm so happy you asked that question because one of the things that irritated me early on when I first started thinking about creating programs for the masses was this whole like uh, you know, P90X dogma or the dogma of most like, you know, digital programs. And what they do is they give you a series of videos and you follow along to them. And in the video, there's a guy doing something easy, a guy doing something kind of harder and a guy doing something real hard. Right. So it's kind of the beginner intermediate advance. And that's while that seems like a good idea, what happens is people watch that video and they say, okay, I'm a beginner. And then they just follow the beginner routine and then they just keep doing the beginner routine. They keep doing the beginner routine. Very few people ever identify themselves with the next step up, right? So they get married to the identity that they're a beginner and they never get the opportunity to progress to the next level of difficulty, right? And so I think there's two stages to this. One, you have to outline a series of progressions, right? So that there's no way they can't work harder. And then two, you have to start them easier than they want to start initially. Right. So that's the weirdest part about it is like, I am such a stickler for like, okay, you think you're, uh, we have levels in some of our systems. I kind of classified it in levels and gamified it a little bit. And I'm like, okay, you think you're a level two, for example, or a level three. Okay, great. Let's start at level one. And they're like, no, 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 no. I can handle this stuff. No, no, no. Let's perfect the form. Let's perfect the posture. Let's perfect the movements. Let's perfect the way you breathe as you go up and down inside your movements and stuff like that. And then once you've perfected that, now you can go to level two, which you may have been able to start at. But all these biomechanics, all this breathing, all this control over your body is so much better, right? So I think you have to start people at less than they they actually want to start at. I think that's a really huge thing is like, you know, hey, like when I first start with clients, like they'll come in and like we'll do three sets of 10 with like bodyweight squats and then we'll work up to like the bar and they're like, this is really easy. And I'm like, just give me a year, right? I know it sounds crazy, but just stick with me. The next thing you know, they're squatting like 300 pounds for 10. You know what I mean? Like that's that's an actual example of one of my clients that actually worked up. He worked with a three thirty for three sets of ten, and I'm like, that's amazing, right? Like that's a huge client. He's in his late forties and it just completely transformed his body. But he started like with knees all caving in and all this crap. He couldn't do anything, right? So to answer your question, I guess like on the digital front, start slower than you think you need to start and work on the form, work on the breathing, work on just getting all the motions first. Then as you go to the next progressions of exercises, so if you're like starting at a kneeling push-up and then you're going to a regular push-up, the intensity's there, you know? It's just becoming more difficult as time goes on regardless. Essentially, what I was trying to say is that as you go through progressions of exercises, if you go from, like one of the things I tell people is like, hey, if you're a guy and you want to have great arms, right, what if you could do, you know, 15 chin-ups, right? 
And they're like, okay, yeah, you probably have great arms. Okay, so forget about the arms and let's just figure out what steps you need to take to get to 15 chin-ups. You know what I mean? Like, and you have a decent set of arms, like plain and simple. It's like, it's really, you, you almost think about form follows function, right? So what's the function that creates the physique that you want and what are the steps you have to take to get there? And so that's how we scale that intensity, right? Because if you did a workout that's like 10 face-to-wall squats, 10 kneeling push-ups, and uh, 10 jumping jacks, and then, then you come in, you do that three or four times, and you come in and you do 10 regular squats, 10 uh, push-ups where you just do the eccentric, and then you do 10 jump ropes, right? And then you come back a few weeks later and you do 10 jump squats, and then you do 10 regular push-ups, and then you do 10 uh, you know, alternating single unders. Like You see how there's a progression built into that, but it's the same exact workout, right? And so the, once they hit like a certain point of rounds or reps or whatever, we just progress into the next workout. So that's how I kind of ensure that intensity is there because eventually like if you're doing like one of our level four or five workouts, you can't do it without, like, even if I did it right now, I'd be like, ah, ah, I couldn't breathe and it would be like super hard. My muscles would be all pumped up and stuff like that, right? So you have to build in the, the ability to not fail. And then I guess the side note of this is you have to build in the ability to self-quantify, which is really challenging to do. And um, the way we've done that is just using markers of repetitions or rounds or once you complete this many of this in this time, you're ready for the next level. You know what I mean? So that's the way we kind of use it to people to self-quantify. The only downside to online training at this point is there's not that ability to like laser hone in on like perfect form, proper muscle coordination, so on and so forth, which we, we try to do. But I mean, it's nearly impossible to do without putting your hands on somebody. Right. So. One of my clients is a 33-year-old neurologist, and she's now using an, an iPad to do a lot of her work and like <clears throat> basically like Skype in and, and video in on clients yeah. all, over the, all over the U.S. I mean, I could see something like that working if people had the budget for that level of coaching. Yeah. I, what, here's the hard part, though, is like I, I take a very like three-pronged approach, right? So we take a visual, we take an auditory and a kinesthetic approach to training. And so typically like Skype, what it, what it does is it gives you the, the, the visual and it gives you the auditory approach. But really, I've had my greatest success at like just proprioceptive training, where it's like, hey, you're here. Like, I'm, I'm going to push my finger down. I want you to push it out while, by squeezing your muscle. Okay, push your hip down. Lift your, push against my hand here. Do this, do that. And next thing you know, they're just, bah! they're in like perfect form, right? You know, you'd see, you, you would laugh if you saw some of my like beginner people. We would strap them up. And I had like, I have like a lot of spots to tie down cables, right? So I'd tie down a cable around this knee and I'd tie down the cable over that shoulder. And then I'd push like my hands like this and they'd be squatting with like five things on them, rehearsing the squat motion. Then I'd take one hand off, then the other hand off, then the cable off, then another cable off. And then they're squatting perfectly by themselves without me ever telling them like push your knees out and do this and do that, right? It's just really more about feeling the movement and then grooving that movement inside your mind so that you can actually repeat it without having to think about it. Right, right. All all great answers. So most of your programs are body weight, I take it. No, we do a little bit of like a weighted progression, like a simple weighted progression that I like to use is like, we'll go from a two hands deadlift, like with a kettlebell or a dumbbell to a one hands deadlift, to a two hand swing, to a one hand swing, to a one arm high pull, to a one arm snatch. So there's like a nice little series of progressions that it starts you at like, how do you pick something up off the ground? And then it ends with how do you take that weight and put it overhead? And what's really cool about that for people working out at home is you can have like one weight. You know what I mean? So if you're a woman or something like that, you can start with like a 20 pound weight and it might be like a, not super challenging at first, but you're grooving your form. And by the time, and time you're done, you're doing one arm snatches with 20 pounds. You know what I mean? Right. You're training the skill of moving your body, right? And then you're training the skill of moving external objects outside of your body. And when people get really into bodyweight training, 
like the funniest part to me is like, give them a rock, give somebody who's a bodyweight guru a rock and be like, Hey, put this on your shoulder and walk for a mile. They're not going to be able to do it. Just like the guy who only does strongman training and you say, okay, you do a bar muscle up and he can't do it to save his life. I feel like these are both fundamental skills of human movement. And I do not like the pure weight training. I think you have to do a little bit of both. And oftentimes in workouts, I really like to mix it up, you know, like, Hey, let's do something that seems really challenging for a bodyweight guy and something that seems really challenging for maybe like a strongman or lifter. And I'll give you an example. I have a 350 pound tire. And so I did a workout the other day and it was like a hundred pushups, a hundred bodyweight rows, and then a hundred tire flips and a hundred lunges. Right. So, and then actually I followed up with a hundred snatches each side with a, with a kettlebell. So it's like a mix of body weight and a mix of like weighted kind of odd object movements and kettlebell stuff. So I really enjoy doing both of those kinds of things. And I'm not going to be, I, I get it. I'm never going to be like a world-class bodyweight guy or a world-class like lifter or anything like that. But I just like freedom of movement. That to me is the most amazing thing in the world. Like I want to be able to jump into like any sport or anything and, and still be able to like do okay my first time out and not feel uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Are you a fan of MMA? Yeah. I mean, I do jujitsu. I have a jujitsu coach that I work with. I think MMA is amazing. The one thing I had to realize about myself is I just do not like getting hit in the face. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm down with rolling on the mat and having some fun that way. And I, I roll with the coach like one-on-one because I'm really not I'm just, I did a white, I did the whole white belts roll with white belts thing. And I have had four knee surgeries and like, I'm like, dude, lay off my leg. You know what I mean? Like, just stop. I'm not in this to get injured again. I'm in this to have fun and just to learn a little bit of self-defense and martial arts. But yeah, I'm a huge MMA fan. I think they're some of the hardest workers in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you were talking about freedom of movement, there was, there was a lot of controversy around Conor McGregor working with Ido Portal uh, before, <laughs> before that fight a little bit ago. And, uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Ito. I think what he does is totally amazing. I think it's definitely like geared towards like the professional athlete or people with lots of time on their hands. You know, it's definitely like my target demographic is really not that. My target demographic is, hey, somebody who's, who doesn't know what to do and doesn't have a lot of time to do it, how do we get you results in like the least amount of time that's still you know, functional and, and gets you fit and strong? I, but I, I do love what he does. There's, there's basically nobody I know that dedicates themselves more to their art than, than someone like Ido. And yeah, it was, it was a controversy and it was cool to see. It's just so, been so hard with Connor because his fights haven't been, um, they, like, you know, he, he fought Nate and that was a little bit of a weird fight because Nate's just got this reach advantage on him. And he still did a good job, you know, he lost, but he did a good job. But then when he fought, I think it was Aldo or, or was it Aldo, right? Yeah. yeah. It, and he knocked him out in like a few seconds. It's like, well, we didn't get an opportunity to really see him fight somebody in the same weight class. And, you know, so, but I, I think I think that it's it's a good thing. The movement thing is really good, but you still have to have there has to be a progressive component to it, which I know Ido knows and he has his own system and everything. But you know, like you can't just like move goofy and freely all the time. It has to become more difficult over time. Otherwise, you don't you don't exercise the brain part of it, right? right. The neurological challenges. The second one is is proper breathing and activating like the TVA. Um, supporting the spine, so making sure people don't get hurt because it, it's so hard to tell if someone's bending over, if they're picking something up off the ground, if they're even properly engaged in supporting their spine. How do you how do you deal with that? And how do you teach people to do that ro- remotely? Oh, this is another one where it takes it back to the basics. So I actually have a business partner, and we're going to be doing a lot more products with him soon. His name is Dr. James Vager. He's like well versed in dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, which is like Pavel Kolar's work on posture and activating your core and stuff. And um, he has his own practice and treats people for like 20 years and got, got, you know, cut his chops in neurological rehabilitation. So people who can't walk, how do you like regrow nerve pathways and all stuff? So I really love hanging out with Dr. Dr. Vega because he's like a really smart guy. So we sat down and we created a product called Zero to Six Pack Abs. And, you know, we took this superficial angle 
right? Because everybody wants like abs, you know, and unfortunately in the world of like digital, digital marketing, you do have to sell people what they want. Like they want, they want a flat belly, they want abs, right? So we created a product that will take them there. But the first step was designed by Dr. Vager. And what he teaches is this core activation technique, right? So what we do is we, we with people, I, I just tell everybody, like you have to do like one of his levels of core activation techniques. And it's really simple. It's like, imagine if you lie down on your back of your knees bent, and then you take your fingers, I'll even, I'll even like tilt the camera a little bit, take your fingers right underneath your belly button. So your belly button's right here, go about an inch down and a couple inches out, and kind of push right where you think those cool like ab line muscles would be, right? So you're going to push your fingers in like that. Now all I want you to do is push them out. You see I'm pushing my fingers out like that, right? I want you to push them out. Now I want you to be able to work on breathing in and out while maintaining that lift. Right? He calls this exercise the elevator. Right? So you're trying to maintain that lift. And then what we do from there is once you're able to maintain that lift, you can remove your hands. You can feel that sensation of your core properly bracing. And then we can start doing this. Can you lift your arm into an overhead position while maintaining the lift on this side and that side? Can you lift the other arm? Can you lift both arms? And then can you extend a leg? Can you extend the other leg? Can you extend both legs? And then we start doing contralateral, which is opposite side leg and arm, and ipsilateral, same side leg as arm, lifting up, open and out, while we're still maintaining that brace. You can think about it as like easy-ass Pilates. You'll start shaking and you know I mean? like, why can't I do this? It's like people get so frustrated because like I can't keep the elevator while I lift my arm. So, okay, well, this isn't like a thing where you're going to get it on day one. This is one of those things where you just got to try you know, a hundred times. Once you're able to do all these motions, um, you're, you're going to get up and you're, I'm going to say brace and pick up that kettlebell and you go whoop and you're going to pick up the kettlebell and you're going to be perfectly braced, right? So it's weird. It's like this, it's like you have to remove the motion that you're trying to train, right? This whole deadlift or planks or pushups or pull-ups or whatever it is that you're teaching presses, teaching people to brace on and start them back at, again, like this most basic thing. Because you can take like a world-class athlete and have them try these things that I'm talking about, and they might not be able to do some of this stuff. And then you fix their game to the point where they can extend and contralaterally, ipsilaterally maintain brace in their core, put them back in their sport, and you will see a performance boost in it, right? So this is something that I feel like everybody needs to do, which is why it's like one of those programs I'm like, you've got you to at least do the phase one of this program. Phase two is all about like abdominal stabilization and compression, and we take you through a series of progressions and stuff like that. But the first phase is like, how do you properly activate your core in a braced fashion? And I think, you know, like I had a mentor in the past, Pavel Tatsulin, he had a good technique. He said, I'm going to punch you in the stomach right now. You ready? Boom. He's like, now you brace your core. But the problem is like that takes this external kind of input and it's usually like for a flash of a second that you're able to maintain it. But learning how to lift it, not with your breath, but being able to lift and push your fingers out and be able to hold that position and then start moving your different limbs. It's just, it's an amazing way to do things. So yeah, that's, that's like a surefire way to get people to brace their core properly. And then you transition it to movements. If, they, if you feel like they're losing their bracing patterns and the movements, then you just ask them to have somebody else or themselves just same thing. Put their stum- fingers right in their stomach. They have to learn how to brace, right? And it's not about sucking in your spine. I don't even want to take on that subject, but don't do that. That's a bad idea. That's really good advice. I've never tried that finger technique before. I have done the I'm going to punch you in the stomach technique before. Yeah, yeah. See, I used to do the punch you in the stomach technique. Then I started getting all these 50-year-old women, and they're like, yep. you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> So we started doing the lift thing, and oh my god, it was a game changer. And honestly, like both my wife and I stumbled into Dr. James Vega for for post surgical physical therapy, and it was odd to me. Like my wife has made sense because she had a cesarean section, and so she had some back problems and this and that. So he worked on the core first, and then he transitioned her to bigger movements. For me, I had a knee surgery, and the first thing he's doing is this bracing techniques, and I'm sitting there going like, 
dude, it's my knee. What over are you doing? here, dude. Yeah, it's over <laughs> here, dude. And like after a little while, I was like, wow, this is like really brilliant. So I started actually it's kind of funny. I, I I hadn't my insurance was paying for physical therapy with him. So I started going like three to five days a week. And I, like with James, like every like time I was like an hour session and I'm like, what about this? What about that? If somebody does this, what about that? So like, it was kind of a weird stumbling into an educational process in some ways, you know, where I got to spend time with this guy and now we're really great friends and, you know, we're going to build a whole community around people who um, have injuries and they want prehab and they want rehab and they want to be able to just basically like gr- age gracefully and be able to move well and not like have, because like, there's, let's be honest, there's a lot of people out there where we talk about high intensity training. It's just not, even, you're not even there. You're not even close to there. Like you need to learn how to walk again. You need to learn how to stand up and sit down in a chair again. You know, you need to learn how to pick stuff, pick up the Kleenex off the ground when you drop it down there. You know, there's a whole community of these people, and you know, the baby boomer generation is swelling. It's getting bigger and bigger. So that's what we're trying. We're trying to do with Dr. Vega is have kind of like a pre-section. And if somebody gets through his stuff and they're like, "Hey, I want to go to the next level," then we just we just transition them to our progressions. Yeah, know? that's really cool. Where where can we keep an eye out for that? Um, you know, just go to garagewarrior.com. We have a, just a few art. We're redoing the whole entire blog right now, so don't pay close attention to it. But um, you can find a way to get on the newsletter there. You know, and then you know, we send emails every day about different products that we're promoting and different ideas that we're having and our own internal stuff. And so, you know, just keep an eye out for that. And and James, that's probably it'll probably be a few months. We're actually meeting with him for dinner tonight to come up with plans for everything. So it'll be a few months before we get the product built and all the his new new website and everything like that. So. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about that project, mostly because when we started surveying our list, you know, we have a pretty large newsletter following now. We started surveying people. It became evident to me that like we built levels one through five on our on our like full workout program. And it became really evident to me that we have like a lot of people that are like level zero. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I start talking about like face the wall squat, or, like can you sit down in a chair and stand up? They're like, I do that 10 times and I wake up the next day in pain. And I'm like, ugh. That's my whole thing is how do you meet people where they're at and take them to where they want to go? And how do you do that with progressions and systems rather than just like having to meet with a personal trainer like myself and pay $1,500 a month? You know what I mean? Because people don't have that kind of money. Right. And that's one of the biggest frustrations for people that they, they get off their butt, they start moving and then everything hurts and then they don't want to do it again. It's like negative reinforcement. Yeah. If, if you were to structure a workout, let's say you want to increase mental clarity and energy. What type of workout do you do? You I mean, want to, you want to feel really good and um, energized and mentally clear afterwards. If you only had like one workout that you could do for that, but you could do it every day. I've really enjoyed practicing hand balancing. I'm not very good at it, but I really enjoy hand balancing. And there's a few. The reason why that comes to mind is because when you're inverted, the blood rushes to your head. But when you're in a when you're in a handstand and you start trying to move your legs or you try to walk or you try to you know press or do these different movement patterns there's not really much it's there's a sense of clarity it's the same sense of clarity that i get when i would ride a motorcycle like 120 miles per hour or jump out of an airplane you know what i mean it's different because it's not adrenaline filled but it's focus filled so i mean i would probably say like if you're looking at somebody wanting to increase their energy and mental clarity like i would i would take up hand balancing and the coolest thing about hand balancing like one of the things i'll do from time to time is i'll set a timer on my computer and it'll go off every single hour, and I'll just say, just practice handstands for five minutes. You know what I mean? So it doesn't have to be, this isn't a workout. This is like a skill, right? So it's really more, it's more about just getting up there and trying. And people ask me, how do you learn how to do handstand, right? I'm like, well, I just kicked up to a handstand 100 times a day. 
You know what I mean? Just and, and the thing is, you don't have to sit there in one hour session and kick up to a handstand a hundred times. Like every forty five seconds, you can just every fifteen minutes kick up to a handstand against. If you know, there's progressions for this. Of course, I'm not telling people just to jump into handstands. If you go on YouTube, we have a really we have a good video on the headstand and a good video on the handstand. Just go YouTube, go Garage Warrior, how to do a headstand, Garage Warrior, how to do a handstand, and I have a per, my my exact progression I use with clients in there. It's just using range of motion and kind of basics to advance stuff. But yeah, so that you can start with that, like just practicing those movements, and then you start working on freestanding stuff, and then you start working on walking around, and it's just like a very coordinated, very focused movement pattern that rushes blood to your head, and then you get done, and you sit down, and you feel like super fresh, and you don't break a sweat, and you're not breathing heavy, and you don't feel physically exerted. So I think that's a really, that would probably be my, my number one choice for, for energy. Yeah, folks. that's that's really good advice. I've, I've got a pair of rogue parallettes and a yeah. rebounder in my room, and like it looks rebounding like a, is great. It yeah. looks like a jungle gym in there. It's kind of weird, but you feel great. You did some jumps on the rebounder, breathing deep. You do it like you get yourself inverted, and like you're, yeah. you're a new man in two minutes. I know it's, yeah, the rebounder is a great one too. It's so funny. I have I, like we have a cool office. We rent this big house for an office, and we have like sauna, pool, hot tub, trampoline, full gym, like pool table, like and. I'm trying to get like I would love to get more stuff here. Like eventually, I'd love to get like a cryo chamber, and I'd love to get like a you know like a, 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 a what's it called a, a sensory deprivation tank, and you know like all this different stuff just to like have my team just function optimally as well. Yeah. And, or like we live right by the Pacific Ocean, where it's like 50 degree water, and like you go swim in the ocean or body surf or, or surf or whatever, and you come out like bright red, and like there's something different to that than the cryo thing. I think cryo thing is great, and it's a good entry point too because you're like can you do this for like three minutes you know what i mean just stand there for three minutes and if i had one don't get me wrong i'd use that thing like twice a day yeah you know Dude, so, same yeah. same exact thing i experimented with with cryotherapy i did it for about a month and a half very frequently cold plunges in the lake ice baths cold showers i still do the cold showers just because you got to shower anyway you might as well turn it to cold yeah you do that's the one that's one we talk about like i have a book called the 27 body transformation habits and probably one of my favorite habits in that book the cold shower to me is a mark of whether you will succeed or not. And, and hear me out here because most people I say, take a cold shower. They say, no, I can't do that. So, so in other words, you're telling me that you're not willing to suffer a little bit, right? And that's the biggest thing. Like when people come and they, they want to get results and they want to do it with this magic potion, magic pill, no suffering, I'm like, you are sorely mistaken. Like the thing that you have to get used to is become comfortable being uncomfortable, Right embrace the adversity. Like to me, I like one of my favorite books of all time is Victor Frankl's man's search for meaning. And there's a quote that I quote, like I quote it in like an email at least every few weeks. Right. And it's, it's um, between stimulus and response, there is a space and in that space lies your choice. And in that choice lies your freedom. Right. And that basically means like you take a cold shower and most people react, but you have the choice, right. To be like observant. Okay. I observe that this is cold. I feel cold on my body, but I'm going to be okay with it. And then you turn the shower off and you're like, it's just a cold shower. Like there's nothing, like there's nothing bad from it. So to me, I, I, I just, I, I hang, I hang up on that with people so hard because it's just a test. It's just a mental test. Are you okay with suffering a little bit and believe it or not, but that's what fitness and adaptation to become a better human being is all about. That's, that's what being an entrepreneur is all about. That's what being like a person who wants to lose weight and transform their body over the journey. That's about relationships. Like get into the uncomfortable spaces that nobody wants to go in Become comfortable there. Learn how to navigate those spaces. And then when you go out, it's crazy because if you take cold showers every day, I promise you it's going to make your workouts easier. If you do hard workouts every day, it's going to make your cold showers easier. It's going to make your life easier. It's going to make your business easier. It's going to make your relationships easier because you're okay being in a shitty space. 
it's okay to feel uncomfortable and feel like you're going to fail. Because when you come out the other side, that's that neural re-education where you're like, oh, I'm alive. It's all good. I'm a tougher human being, right? So I don't know. I just, I had to touch on that because I just, I feel so passionate about it. And people are doing this, all these health reasons and it's like that. I'm like, dude, the mental side of just turning the water cold and standing there is one of the best entry points for people. And it doesn't take any more time. Everybody's going to take a shower anyways, right? Right. So. And, and it feels great afterwards. I mean, that's, that's your reward. It does, yeah. you know, it does activate brown fat and all that stuff, but it boosts your energy. All right. Last question. I want to be respectful of your time. What does the first 90 minutes of your day look like? My first 90 minutes is like my daughter wakes us up. We lay in bed for a while. We get up, we shower, wash our faces. Like I go downstairs, I feed the dog. Like I have a, a large glass of water, some hot tea. We go to the coffee shop. I have some decaf espresso. Uh, I come back. I have a Pellegrino. I do a lot of liquids in the morning. I'm like a liquid fiend in the morning. And then I'll, I'll start working. And I'll check my emails and I'll kind of figure out what we want to do for the day. Most days I'll have some sort of plan, like a big project I want to work on. I probably honestly don't touch work for the first 90 minutes almost every single day. You know, wake up at 8, 7.30 or 8, and then I'm a night owl. I'm definitely not a morning person, which is why I'm telling you all this stuff. But I then get to work around 9, 9.30. I know it sounds super relaxed, but I'd rather work at nighttime than, than work in the daytime, you know, most of the time. So, yeah, yeah so that's my morning routine. I mean, generally speaking, if you're just talking about health and wellness, I, just, I mean, I just get up. I spend time with my family. I drink a lot of different liquids. And it's like varies between tea espresso, Pellegrino, lemon water, uh, greens drink, uh, or bone broth, like I just, whatever I'm feeling like that day. And then I, I get on with my day and I've tried to be a morning exerciser. I'm just not a morning exerciser. I prefer to like do work for, you know, a handful of hours. And then I try to have my exercise between work and dinner so that I'm just kind of like washing off the work of the day, getting it, you know, taking all my aggressive energy out and then enjoy dinner with my family. And then I have to do a little more work later than I, than I can, but I've been trying not to as much lately because, you know, you know, you got this one life, like let's enjoy it. Especially when I have a little girl, I just want to spend time with my little girl, you know? Yeah, that's, that's great. It's a, it's a refreshing change of pace. It is. Um, sure. what, what is that green drink that you like? Um, I like a few different ones. Uh, Patriot greens is a really good green drink. I like, uh, Organifi is a really good green drink. I like, that's and my friends. Yeah, Drew's, Drew's, I really enjoy that one a lot. It's a good one. And then uh, my friends uh, over at BioTrust have a new green string they're coming out that's like, it tastes unreal. They haven't come out with it yet, but I got to sample it and I was like, what? Did you put Kool-Aid in my mouth? Like, how the hell did you make that happen? So, um, yeah, I, I, I like anything, I, I like to kind of cross-train everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm so not like a routine guy. I like to just do a little bit of different things every day. And I feel like that's, that's what I enjoy to do. So that's what I do, you know? Awesome, man. Very cool. Tyler, this has been fun. I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk and everything. Where can people find out what you're up to and uh, and see what projects you've got coming up? Yeah, just drop on by garagewarrior.com. That's like the main site. Like I said, we're rebuilding it. So if you stop by right now, it's going to be kind of pretty amateur looking right now. But uh, within the next uh, month, we should have our new quiz set up. So we're trying to build a quiz, uh, a quiz thing on there so that we can basically find out where people are at, like I was talking about in this progression and then recommend things to them based on where they're at. So you'll be able to take a little quiz about uh, kind of your exercise IQ and figure out where you're at and where you're at physically, and then it'll basically kind of be able to suggest, hey, I think you should start with this, or I think you should start with that. So that should be up within the next month, and uh, you can check that out. Very cool. I think that's where everything's headed is, is customization, customization and personalization. It's Absolutely. generic programs. They, they yield generic results. Um, yeah. Tyler, you're awesome, man. I appreciate your time. I thank you for it, and uh, I, had, I had fun. Yeah, me too, man. Thanks for contacting me and having me on the call. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Take care, brother.
You too, man. This episode is brought to you by adrenalquiz.com. If you're concerned about your stress levels and how they might be affecting your health, I highly suggest you head over to adrenalquiz.com. Adrenalquiz.com is an easy-to-use tool for calculating and evaluating different stress-related systems and the effect they have on your body. It's also the first step in understanding how to reset your adrenals to lose weight, maximize your performance, and increase energy. I was absolutely floored when I took the quiz and realized how stressed my body actually was. And since following the program, I've noticed great improvements in my energy, my focus, and just feel like I've experienced an overall physical and psychological reset. So if you're ready to let go of stress and reset your body, I encourage you to check out adrenalquiz.com. That's A-D-R-E-N-A-L quiz.com. This episode is brought to you by the Dream Spa. What is the Dream Spa, you ask? Well, let me give you a little bit of a background because it will provide some context to the mechanisms for how this machine works and how it can help you. So scientifically, light is a nutrient for the body. And just as plants need sunlight to thrive, humans need light to maintain health and well-being. Human cells are activated by particular frequencies and wavelengths of light absorbed as photons. Albert Einstein even received the Nobel Prize and changed the course of physics for his incredible discovery on how photons these fundamental particles of light interact with matter, known as the photoelectric effect. His discovery laid the groundwork for our understanding of the vital role light plays in our biology. So human cells are activated by fundamental particles of light called photons. And at the cellular level, these photons influence our mitochondria, which are the little energy powerhouses in our cells that produce ATP, to produce energy. The photons produced by the dream spa are absorbed by the body through the skin and acupuncture points. The fiber optic properties of connective tissue in our bodies conduct this light and channel it throughout the body. Cells in the human body go through approximately 100,000 chemical reactions per second. And these are not random events, but actually a highly controlled process in which the light acts as the communicator that makes the reactions happen at the right moment and at the right place. So in contrast to the chaotic light produced, for example, by an electric light bulb, biophotonic waves are coherent, which allows them to be modulated and act as information carriers in the body. It stimulates cellular repair and regeneration, recharging the body like a battery and helping to reboot the brain. It's also very helpful with managing stress and maintaining a cool, calm, relaxed state of being. The Dream Spa system, it's comprehensive and a natural solution to the effects of aging and stress like overcoming low energy, fatigue, poor sleep, stress, moodiness, brain fog, aches and pains, as well as the physical signs of aging like lines and fine lines, wrinkles, and hair loss. It's based on over 30 years of research by NASA, the National Institute of Health, universities and researchers around the world in the fields of biophotonics, bioenergetics, photobiomodulation, tissue optics, cellular communication, phototherapy, stress management, and anti-aging. I use my dream spa three to four times a week, typically while meditating. And now for a limited time, you can save 10% on your dream spa by entering the discount code biohacks, that's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S, at www.lighthealthresearch.com during checkout. Once again, that website is light, L-I-G-H-T, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, research, R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot com, and you enter discount code biohacks to save 10% on your dream spot. 